from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Littow for BlackSportsOnline.com and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. Today is Friday and you weren't supposed to be getting a podcast for a couple of reasons. First off, I'm sick, if you couldn't tell. Secondly, I had already did a podcast, I think two this week, and I was done. It was supposed to be a relaxing Friday afternoon. It's still cold in L.A., but at least it was sunny outside. So I'm just going to enjoy the view, maybe watch something on the DVR, do a couple of stories, and go about my business. But alas, uh, that's not happening today. Obviously, you've seen uh, the story that broke about Patriots owner Robert Kraft and the solicitation of prostitution at an Asian spa. And at first, there was a lot of jokes being told. The reason that the jokes were being told, and I don't hold, hold that against anybody that told a joke to start off with, because the, the mythos of the Asian spa, the, the happy ending, has obviously been out there for a, a very long time. You're one of the few people that don't know. A lot of times those spas, if they're in the uh, strip malls, you know, for a couple of extra dollars, uh, you get something that's called a rub and tug. You smell what the rob is cooking. Other times there are some, some other things that are involved. And this is not the first time that People have been involved in that and got caught uh, by the cops. But this is a little bit different, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in the sense, and this is when the jokes stopped, when you really see how in detailed the human trafficking trafficking was um, in this investigation. Um, I, I, I read it. I wrote about it. But just to kind of give you an overview, these were young women who were brought in from Asian countries uh, with the hopes of, you know, better life, legitimate jobs, maybe finding a husband in the U.S. They get here um, and basically they're held captive at these spas. Uh, They held hostage. Uh, They work them to the bone every day, no days off. Uh, They're forced to perform sexual activities um, on these men. Um, One report said up to 15, one woman can, you know, do up to 1,500 sexual acts a year. Little to no hygiene, no health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Just really disgusting stuff. Very disgusting stuff. And then to see someone like Robert Kraft, a billionaire, a billionaire going to, you know, these $35 for 30 minute 
$60 for 60-minute places on a strip mall would probably be surprising to some, but it's not surprising to me. And if you want to know why it's not surprising to me is that I, as I've told you guys over the years, you know, I am what I like to call classically trained in the world of journalism. Since I was 15, 16 years old, writing stories, doing interviews, scoops, highlights, all type of stuff. Journalism degree, communications, master's degree. So I have all of the the classic training that you would expect from a journalist. Alas, you know, I've learned and this you learn a lot when you're black, you know, to kind of go with the flow. And, you know, the flow at times is taking me to the underbelly of sports and entertainment, journalism, reporting. So I know a lot of things about what's going on with athletes and entertainers and owners and politicians, et cetera, that you probably don't know. (laughs) And one of those things is prostitution, escorting, et cetera, et cetera, is running uh, rampant. I had a friend, and I didn't know she was an escort (laughs) until afterwards, but... You know, she kind of told me and hit me to the game about all the things that go on. And you'll be surprised. You would be surprised at the amount of escorting and prostitution that goes on with high profile uh, men. White men, black men, Asian men, Mexican, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just men in general. And the question that, you know, always comes back is, you know, if you're a billionaire, if you're a millionaire, if you're an athlete, if you're an entertainer, if you're a politician, if you're a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera, you know, why would you have to pay for it? And that's a solid question. And I tell you the answers that I've gotten, and you can decide how you feel about that. but. Basically, you're paying for privacy. And what I mean by that is if, say, you're an athlete and you're married and you have three kids or whatever, maybe they don't want to take a chance having an affair, an actual affair, with someone that may care about them. Because then that person may be more prone to leak certain information. So if you're using an escort, if you're using a hooker, you know, there's no, well, there could be a trail, but in general, their job is anonymity. You know, they don't want this, you know, you don't know their name, they don't want to know your name, and it's just a simple, you know, money exchange. And that happens a lot. So I'm not surprised that billionaire Bob Kraft was was there. I'm a little surprised that he wouldn't take certain precautions. I'm not going to say no names because I don't want to get sued or anything, but let's just say there are some NFL owners in a very big state that do similar things but take certain precautions. 
so they don't get caught up in this type of stuff. They're not as sloppy, even though there may be. And I'm not telling you to go on Google and look, but I'm saying if you just happen to go on Google and look certain owners and, you know, type in the word stripper behind them or escort, you may see some things. You might. I'm just saying I'm not telling you to do it, but if you did it, I'm not going to stop. you. So I'm not I'm not surprised. That this, you know, happened. Um, just a little surprised that the precautions weren't wasn't taken, wasn't taken into account. And maybe he thought this was a uh thing that, you know, he couldn't get caught on. I mean, that like like in California, there's literally thousands of strip malls, right? And almost all of them have some sort of Asian spy. You know, the chances of your your strip mall Asian spy getting caught up in something, you know, maybe you think is, you know, very slim, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. They said that there may be a bigger, bigger names involved. Possible. I've heard some names kicked around. And maybe by the time that you listen to this, we'll know who the names are. But I've heard I've heard a couple of names and one that I think is pretty legit, but I don't have enough concrete evidence to throw it out there. And I don't want to put their name out there. And, you know, it's not on there and mess up their relationship and stuff. But not like I said, not surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. Um, I do feel bad for the women. Like I said, when the jokes were happening, I the jokes are okay in my mind if. If, and this is a very big if, things are like super consensual. And what I mean by that is if the woman has made a conscious decision to become an escort, like that was her decision. That's the one that she wanted to make. She wanted to be a prostitute or a hooker. This is her life choice. Not somebody forced her, not being held against her will. You know, not having some pimp beat them up, you know, if they don't bring enough money in. If it was their choice, and trust me, when I tell you this, there are women out there that have made this choice. And I've talked to them and I said, well, why do you do this? You know, some of them are very smart and maybe have other jobs and stuff. Like I knew one had a very good job, like during the day, like a nine to five. Good job, like the job, professional job, you know, did the other stuff at night. And she, Got a kick out of said she had, you know, I don't know if there's some deeper issues. I didn't get all into that, but, you know. That's that was her thing. She liked to do it. So that, to me, when it's those type of case, like when the when the cops do like the prostitution thing and they fake like their uh, prostitute and get all the dudes to come to the hotel. Like, I, I don't you know, that feels like entrapment to me. These guys not committing a crime. They're just, you know, trying to do an exchange. But this is different. You know, if you're bringing people over, basically smuggling them in, not letting them out of your sight, working them, you know, seven days a week and forcing them to have sex with old, crusty, uh, wrinkled men like Robert Kraft. That's disgusting. And those people should go to jail uh, for that. So that's that's the truth about what's going on with Robert Kraft. He should, um, 
He should sign Colin Kaepernick on Monday. Get some good press uh, for him. That, that's what, that would be my advice. Uh, the other thing, other big news, they finally got R. Kelly. And it's, it's likely he's not going to be able to, to wiggle his way out of this. Uh, they got four women willing to testify uh, that they were underage between the ages, I believe, of 13 and 17. And this happened between the years 1998-2010. There's allegedly another sex tape of him peeing on people. Uh, Not surprising. Uh, R. Kelly has been problematic for 30 years. R. Kelly has gotten away with a whole lot of stuff. R. Kelly probably should have been in jail for this way back. And, you know, so I don't think anybody should feel sorry for R. Kelly. I know there are people that's like, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, trying to take out black men and all of this stuff. Um, you find a different guy. <laughs> you know, if you go, you're going to put your cape on. R. Kelly's not the guy. Like, I hear you. And I do think there's a, a different type of energy. Um when black men are involved. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, the guy's a child rapist. I mean, that's just, that's, that's disgusting. And that's nothing you should feel sorry about. So even if some of the people that have helped brought him down themselves are a little problematic for various reasons, it doesn't change the fact. This is like, I always use the, <clears throat> the Bill Cosby, analogy. Um, And I use one that Mike Tyson told me about a long time ago. The only thing about Bill Cosby is, you know, yeah, you know, it's 50 women. It doesn't matter if 40 of them lie. It still leaves you with 10 that, you know, he did some really trash things to. Doesn't matter if it's five. Doesn't matter if it's two. Doesn't matter if it's one. It's still a trash thing to do. So when the numbers are so high, it's hard to believe that everybody is lying. And with R. Kelly, the numbers are way high. And it's not just numbers. There's, you know, there's no video of Bill Cosby. There's video of R. Kelly doing suspect things. There's marriage certificates of him and uh, Aaliyah. I mean, there's proof that he's been suspect for a very long time. So he deserves everything that he he gets. And like I said, it doesn't matter if the people who put the spotlight on it, if they got their own issues, it doesn't change the fact that his issue is way bigger than, than all of that. You know, Mike Tyson told me a story once about how he was falsely accused of rape. And, you know, they put him in jail for two or three years. And he, he I believe him. I believe in, in that particular incident, he was falsely accused because she was upset that he kicked her out the house after he had, you know, some rough sex with her. And I feel like because he was Mike Tyson and it was Indiana and he had a bad defense team and the racists out there 
and the prosecutor felt this is a way he could make a name for himself, uh, that he was railroaded. But something that he always told me, he's told this story, is that he maintains his innocence for that. But he said, look me directly in the eye, he said, you know, I did a lot of things before that that I should be I should have been in jail for. And probably much longer than the three years that I got. So this was just kind of karma catching up to. So it doesn't matter if some of the stuff, 10%, 15%, 20% or whatever R. Kelly is being accused of, it doesn't matter if some of it's not true. The by and large, we know he's done a lot of things that he should have been in jail for a very long time ago. So, boring voyage to, to R. Kelly. Now, he's going to have his day in court. Uh, it's going to be a lot different than what it was years ago when he went. It's a totally different time. He's not going to be able to manipulate the system. Um, I will say this, just as a caveat, uh, R. Kelly is a little bit like Donald Trump in the sense that his supporters may not be as loud. You know, if you go up to a person on the street, like, hey, you support R. Kelly? Yeah, of course not. But they're there. And if he gets the right jury, I don't think he will, but if, if he gets the right jury, I, he may be able to, I don't know, get out of this. So I don't, this is not a story that's over. Let's put it like that. This is not a story uh, that's over. We have to see how this one uh, plays out. But it looks like he's finally, the, all of the things that he's done is going to catch up you know, to him. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, the truth. And I don't know the truth of this one, but I, I just want to make a point. Uh, an actress and a comedian, Amanda Seals, I, I don't know much about her. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, uh, she's on Insecure and I guess has HBO specials and stuff like that. But I, I, like I just said, I don't, it's nothing personal. I just don't know much about her. Uh, she accused uh, ex-Florida State uh, Rhodes Scholar and now neurosurgeon in training, Myron Roll. Uh, of sexually harassing her uh, over the phone Um, after she accused him of sexually harassing over the phone she says or she claims uh, that eight anonymous women uh, came to her to tell stories about him being a predator Uh, one woman told her that when they were getting ready to go out on a date uh, he he showed up he opened the door and he was naked didn't say they they actually went out on a date after that or what happened uh, here's the issue. You know, like I said, I don't know who's telling the truth. I wasn't on the phone. Uh, Roll went to Instagram to say that she's upset that he didn't want to pursue a relationship with her, that he didn't want to meet her in person. And this is her way of getting back by trying to use the Me Too movement to, you know, mess up his career. And this is the guy that's going to be a brain surgeon. So I would hope that Miss Seals, if she's saying that she really has some proof, you know, because this is a guy that could potentially save lives down the road. Now, if he's a creep and a predator or doing anything illegal, by all means, get him out of there. I don't want him, you know, going on my brain if he's like that. But 
she says in her video, she doesn't have any proof. And she doesn't really specify anything. So she said, she said, you know, something inappropriate on a phone call. Well, we don't know what that is. So it's very hard to determine if it's sexual harassment. I wasn't, I mean, did he keep calling? Was he leaving threatening messages? Did he send a penis picture? Like, you know, what, what was it that had you so shook that you felt the need to out him, you know, like this? And I think that's important. It's not that, you know, victims shouldn't speak out. They absolutely should. But if you're going to speak out, you got to you got to let us know what's actually happening. Especially if you say that I never met this person. That's that's really tough to throw somebody out there like that. And by saying, you know, I never I never met them. That's a real big leap from we only talk to he's a sexual predator. You you got to have some proof. You got to have something. And eight anonymous women, once again, how does she know they even know role? How does she know they're not trolling her? Like, there's just a lot to that that you really got to take into consideration before you start throwing names out there. And because of the climate we're in, you unfortunately don't need much for, to ruin somebody's reputation. So when you do that, you, you got to have, you got to give us something more. What did he say specifically? What did the eight women say specifically? Because him, you know, saying something that you didn't like on the phone and coming to the door naked for a date. I mean, that's that's a little light, to be honest with you. That's a little light. Like you making the guy seem like he's darn sharper, but this is all you got. That's 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 not fair. Like I said, you should believe victims, but you got to give people the presumption of innocence if, if the people that are accusing them is, is not given a lot of information. Uh, one last thing, and I just, I really, like, it, this is annoying me. Like, I hate when people take phrases that are specific and then they just apply it to everything. And Terry Crews is, like I said, I, I, I'm sure Terry Crews has done a lot of good things. And I'm sorry that the, the, the guy, you know, made him feel the way he felt at that event. And he went about doing what he needed to do to get that guy out of the pocket. But everything is not toxic masculinity. That's just, you can't just put that, like, Jesse Smollett is toxic masculinity. Robert Kraft might have toxic. Like, you just can't, it's not just something you can just throw on the board every time something, you know, happens. Sometimes it's just shitty people. Like, it's just, I don't, like, Jesse Smollett is just crazy. That's just dumb. It's just a, he just did a shitty thing. The thing with, with Robert Kraft, first of all, prostitution has been around, it's what they call it, the oldest profession. And furthermore, the, the person that started the whole ring is a woman. So is it toxic masculinity and femininity too? Like, I mean, I'm just, it's just exhausting. Like, sometimes just it just is what it is. Jesse Smollett's a fool. Robert Kraft. Was trying to get his, his socks off, knock his rocks off, whatever. And a woman was running an international prostitution human trafficking ring. Just shitty people involved. 
It's not everything's not toxic masculinity. Everything's not straight black male's fault. Like it's not our fault that Justice Smollett did. It's not our fault that Robert Kraft went into a strip mall massage parlor. R. Kelly's not our fault. Most of us don't, you know, most grown men don't like 14-year-old girls. That's that's not normal for straight black men, gay black men, regular white men. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's just R. Kelly. You can't just put that on all. Well, R. Kelly's a product of toxic black masculinity. No, he's just sick in the head. You can't just throw everything on us. It's bad enough that as black people, we have to deal with all of the other stuff that's going on than to have black people throw stupid phrases on us for stuff that don't have anything to do with us. I have nothing to do with Jesse Smollett, Robert Kraft, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. I have nothing to do with those people. I have nothing to do with Tristan Thompson cheating or, or, or Cardi B taking back Offset. That, these are individual things. You know, our country is toxic. Toxic country. Put that on the toxic USA. The whole country's toxic. And until we fix that, we got to stop blaming each other for things that we don't have anything to deal, do with. It's just annoying. And, I, and I, you know, I'm not scared of Terry Crews. I tell him that to his face. I don't care how many muscles he got. This is getting out of hand. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, YouTube, uh, Instagram, BSO TV. Have a good weekend. Uh-huh.